Module 3, Safety. I see a sickness in the world. It's like a global sickness. So much of humanity is suffering from it. This sickness is that fundamentally we do not feel safe. Perhaps in some ways you can identify with it or see it too. It is a sickness that causes every single problem facing the world today. I know that we must heal from it individually so we can change the world. In some, it creates an undercurrent of control, victimization and sometimes a power hunger that is destroying the world. If we face the reality of this illness as a global population, we will finally be free to experience what this life was really meant to be. Why don't we feel safe? Partially because life here in this duality-based world invites us to experience unsafety. We are presented with it in so many different ways. In a way, it is supposed to be part of our learning experience. However, I believe it is here to help us overcome it, not to be defined by it. The problem with the world right now is that we are seriously defining our reality in life by our inner experience of unsafety. Most of humanity is defined by their sense of unsafety and often influenced subconsciously. Not only their thoughts but their actions too are defined by unsafety and yet they have absolutely no idea this is so. The starting place then is to make the possibilities for unsafety at the forefront of our minds so we can become very conscious of its impacts. In society today, before we are even born, our generations are frightened by medicine into being afraid for their unborn babies. Mothers are hounded into unnecessary tests to ward off every possible problem, given percentages of risk, met with imminent danger at every doctor's appointment and scan, and in my recent experience of seeing an obstetrician, I was even told not to trust the baby's kicks I could feel as a sign the baby was fine, as it could just be the dead baby sloshing around in there. Our fundamental knowing as women who have been safely giving birth for thousands of years, evidenced by the fact the population has grown, is being replaced by fear from a medicine practice that never guarantees anything but risk assessments. Consider how this environment of unsafety affects the unborn. There is even now a whole field of prenatal psychology dedicated to healing trauma babies experience in the womb. Our health care has become scare care. We are presented with a smorgasbord of pills and surgeries and procedures to treat symptoms without any thought for the ailment's cause. Most are frightened into taking medicines with serious side effects, afraid of what may occur if they do not, especially the elderly. No one is empowered by medicine to trust their own body's ability to heal itself. Instead, the atmosphere of fear keeps the population taking that next pill to feel a hint of safety, even though most modern forms of pharmaceutical medicine are counterproductive and damaging in the long term. We pop pills for our moods to try and stay centered and calm. And this safe ideal is all we are comfortable with. Our society desperately wants to feel safe in this moment. And many will have any procedure or pop any pill or do what any doctor says to achieve a momentary glimpse of safety. We'll even damage our faces and bodies with plastic surgery so afraid of our bodies changing to look older. 
We'll put chemicals in our mouth, poisons on our hair to change the grey away. We'll allow someone to steal fat from one part of our body and inject it in another, opting for procedures that can sometimes be life-threatening just to stay looking the same or within the safe norms society has deemed attractive. We feel very unsafe about ageing, sometimes enough to risk our life for it. If we have any damage to our appearance, we're afraid. We're scared of being less than the perfect image society has taught us to be. We must be the right weight, have the right face, clothes, look and appearance. When something comes along to challenge us, whether it is a sprained ankle or a physical appearance limitation, we go through a major experience of unsafety. Even those who are the most enlightened among us are affected. We feel very insecure with limitations, injury or alteration from expectation. I had a personal experience of this example during the last couple of months where I watched my normally rock-solid husband go through a major life review after having the heck scared out of him with a Bell's palsy episode. He was happy for me to talk about his experience in the class because we both noticed how aligned his experience was with this module. This condition, if you don't know much about it, causes one side of the face to become completely paralysed, so it drooped, affecting his ability to eat, speak, see, and his appearance no longer looks symmetrical. Luckily for him, he saw this as a message and a chance to ask what life was trying to show him. He didn't give in to the fear and get caught in the unsafety he was experiencing. But how many don't have this ability to reflect more consciously? How many get stuck in the unsafety? How many never heal because they cannot move beyond this unsafe zone? Have you ever been so lost in the emotions and unsafety feelings of some scary life event you've not stopped to ask why you might be attracting it? So you can move through the learning your soul is trying to attract with it. It's not only the damage of health and scare care, that keeps us embedded in a state of unsafety, our histories reveal brutality, personal evidences of good reasons to be afraid of other people. There has been so much damage to human beings in all kinds of ways. I remember hearing statistics like 80% of women in the world have been molested, sexually abused or raped. 20% of men have also. I don't know the most up-to-date numbers, but these were the percentages when I was at uni studying psychology more than 20 years ago. Sexual violence causes one to be derailed from personal safety and seeds a life of control and compartmentalization to cope. It is an epic feat for such an affected person to ever feel safe. There is so much war, so much conflict. Those who haven't seen the violence of sexual abuse may have encountered it through mayhem in their countries, witnessing physical violence the likes of which others could never comprehend. Imagine not knowing when the next bomb would drop around you and how that could feel. You certainly wouldn't feel safe. If people haven't been violated physically, they have no doubt been met with verbal abuse from other damaged and hurting people trying desperately to claw back some sense of power. Tearing each other down restores power for a moment, but it doesn't last long. So those gaining their power in this way need to keep doing it. Like a freight train of destruction, they continue their path of devastation. We've met these emotionally starving people at work, in social circles and at school. Their nastiness lingers long beyond our experience with them. Some are even our family members. 
They cause a sense of unsafety even within our sacred personal tribes. We've encountered terror in the world as the increasing violence continues escalating out of control where different points of view meet growing destructive technologies resulting in the mass destruction of human safety. If it's not outward violence, sneaky violence is rife. Many women will not travel due to human trafficking, fearing being stolen and condemned into a life they never asked for. Other women suffer sexual discrimination and violation behind closed doors. There's not a single day without a news broadcast to see the fear inside being shown to the world, to teach all about the lack of security. The world is a very unsafe place right now. In society we trust, or at least we are deluded into believing that if we live in a city we will be safe. Yet as the growing violence escalates, the cities are becoming unsafe zones with daily murders and violence. We've invested in technologies to feel safe, yet when the power goes out we can't escape our smart houses or even open our garage door. Without the technologies to guide them, our planes don't know where to land or even how to fly. Our cars would not start, our phones would not work, the electrical devices in our bodies would stop working. Without electricity, a city dweller's ability to eat would stop in a couple of days. Even our potential to stay warm in the world's coldest places dwindles. In eight minutes, in any moment, this could be a real problem. It's just one well-directed solar flare away. If anyone ever told me they felt safe today, I would tell them they're walking around with their eyes closed. If you felt unsafe and worried about these things, you are realistically looking at what is. It's okay to recognize the lack of safety you may feel. First, we must open our eyes and see what is. We've even relied on governments to do the right thing and keep us safe. With corporations influencing governments and money more valuable than ethics, even this foundation which was supposed to be for the people no longer helps us and keeps our interests safe. We are sold out as invaluable human cattle, a global resource that is in vast supply. Why should governments care when a pharmaceutical company wipes out a few hundred thousand while testing a new medicine? There are plenty of humans left to keep the taxes flowing. We've never been less valuable or more commodifiable. Our life pace was supposed to make us safer. Our schedules, smartphones, organizers, emails, telephones, tablets and other technologies have made us so on that we can never switch off. Overcommitted and overexerted, we cannot extend ourselves further. Stretched and fragile, most exist just before breaking point, in a place where a sense of inner safety is far, far away. In this expectation society has for us to manage this hectic inner space, most are isolated, alone and feel very unsafe, wondering why they cannot cope with the madness of the world, feeling that they are broken or that something is wrong with them. If you sometimes feel this way, be assured you are not mad. The world is. Our environment is dying. Our world is poison. Our race has warmed our planet with stupidity. The planet will live on, but possibly not before it becomes inhabitable for all of us. Think about that for a moment. The planet you live on is not going to be habitable if we continue on the path we're on. Yet you, as a single individual in this moment, cannot influence those who make policy or change anything about this situation, it seems. So how unsafe does that make you feel? 
all of this lingering around in our unconscious minds, fueling our sense of unsafety and great vulnerability. Our bodies are also a manifestation of this safety issue. We are facing a global epidemic of obesity, particularly in westernized, or should it be called wastenized, societies. John Gabriel talks about this concept in his wonderful work on the energy of weight loss. Humans become obese when they are dealing with feeling unsafe, literally making their bodies bigger to fight off that saber-toothed tiger, except today the aggressor is a different animal, it's called life. When I first moved to the retreat, which was massively isolated from civilization and in the middle of nature extreme, I put on 30 kilos. I didn't realize it at the time, but being a city girl, I was actually petrified of nature. I felt so unsafe. I was worried about every creepy crawly from the moment I arrived. Feelings of lack of safety can have a huge physical impact. If you've ever put on weight for no reason, consider if you felt safe at that time. Probably not. Our life is not safe. We watch people around us get sick and die and sometimes just die. We cannot even trust life to help us feel safe. We cannot rely on our own bodies to keep us safe. In this fragile human form, we are more limited than our divine state. We can die at any moment. In every moment, our life can be unsustainable. We are not safe in any way. At the core of all human issues, this concept emerges. We are not safe. We first need to acknowledge this. Think about some of your greatest challenges in your life. Can you see how feelings of safety or lack thereof were core to your challenge? Have you felt unsafe in relationships? Have you felt unsafe in the world? Have you felt unsafe around people? Have you felt unsafe in your own power? What parts of life do you really trust to be taken care of? Do you trust the government? Do you trust the standards of your country? Do you trust the media? Do you trust those in power with the capacity to change the fate of the planet to do so? Consider what you rely upon for your feelings of safety. Where does safety show up in your personal life as a major issue for you? For each of us it is different. Can you think of any part of your existence where safety is a major trigger for your behaviour right now? Or in the past? I have met people from more than 60 countries and had the privilege of supporting them in more than 20,000 sessions over the last 20 years. I've heard so many stories, personal, profound journeys of those seeking wholeness after devastation. Each story unique, each amazing warrior or warrioress who is courageous enough to seek wholeness instead of living broken, profound. I've admired their courage, been inspired by their candor and being opened by their aliveness with each shift they make. Each one of these amazing beings is facing their safety issues. Yet I'm sad to say this. At this point in humanity's history, those changing their story and choosing to write a new one are the minority. The majority of people are terrified of their pain, not realizing there's a way through it, not knowing they can live healed. The job for the next generation of lightworkers will be to bring this major issue to the forefront of human awareness. Those stuck people do not even recognize when they project their hurt and pain in the form of anger. They cling to their delusions of what feels safe, 
afraid of change to the point where their fear is like daily torture. Consider those around you. Have you noticed how humanity obsesses over materialism in order to try and control their reality or more aptly to continue their delusion that they have control over anything? Humanity thinks technology keeps them safe when it makes them more vulnerable than ever. It is estimated that a single solar flare directed at a continent would take that part of civilization around a decade to be completely technologically functional again. A flare could happen at any second, yet we cling to technologies imagining we are safer for them. In this example, there would be no food, people would be stuck in their homes, unable to leave, water would not flow, neither would sewage. The heat or cooler would not turn on, basic needs would not be met. When humans encounter such terror, they turn to survival of the fittest. We've all seen people raiding the supermarkets when a storm is coming, and that's one they know about. People think they are safe in their jobs. I remember when I was a child and my dad got fired. With three kids and a wife to support, discovering his security was not safe was a massive shift for him. It impacted him and his children to become entrepreneurs and rely on themselves to find safety and security. But most people will not change their jobs even though they hate them. They'll stay in the same role for decades, afraid of change and miserable. People will not leave their marriages despite being miserable. Apparently, it's safer with the devil you know, even if you're living in hell. The marriage is predictable. It's what we know. We don't leave what is somehow safe. We never change while we crave safety. People will not rock the status quo, afraid of the next bully who will come to brutalize them. Tall poppy syndrome supreme. Humanity is walking on eggshells trying not to stand out, trying to stay safe, yet desperately craving to be all they can be. This mechanism is in nature to try and stabilize growth. When one tree stands out or apart from all the rest, it is the target of lightning. In clustering and being similar, we do not attract such forces. Instead, we can exist peacefully. We find safety in community so long as we stay small and hindered Yet, it's in our nature to extend ourselves. Duality causes this journey in so many ways, feeling safe by things that are in their nature unsafe, craving sameness while starving for change, wanting to belong while needing to be an individual. All the while, safety is our most primary need. It's what first seeds our base chakra to the world. For many people, their base chakra has no concept of safety, none at all. This single fact is what drives us to live unconscious of our effect on each other and the world. Instead of healing, people are allowing themselves to become distracted by falseness, materialism, commercialism, social mediaism and many other isms, distracting them from true reality. They are numbing themselves with alcohol, drugs, television and pharmaceuticals to stay sleeping, to stay tuned out because if these afraid people were to tune into their reality, they would run from the world screaming in terror. It is time to face reality. As a people, we need to get real, up close and personal with the state of the world in order to make the last minute attempt to save our species from going extinct. However, this is not possible while we are tuned out. We need to tune into ourselves, see the deep wounding, heal from it, and create a new story. In order to change the world, we must change ourselves. 
When we are changed enough, we must help others change. We must face one of the biggest issues in the world today. People do not feel safe and because of this people do not want to change. Ultimately, people won't change because they do not feel safe in change. This simple fact drives all of our choices. It is the fear of being unsafe that drives our wounded society to damage itself, each other and the planet. Collectively, we are committed to not change, yet this will be our doom. Yet consider how ridiculous this is. People fear change, but change is the only thing we can feel safe about. The life principle demands change. The universe keeps expanding and so too do we keep growing. Everything in nature does. Note that nature also grows in a sustainable way, another thing we need to learn. Being comfortable with change causes us to feel safe and it is the only thing that can. Consider the most difficult thing you have ever had to do in your life. What was it? Did it take you a long time to make a choice? Why? Think back. I'll bet you the reason was simply because you were not sure you were safe in the choice. Only when we feel safe enough will we be motivated to make any choice, sometimes even when to stay in a situation feels less safe than leaving it. Think back to your life. Were there times you didn't feel safe, didn't feel strong enough, powerful enough, knowing enough to trust you'd be okay? Did you stay in situations, places or circumstances that kept you disempowered and in pain because you feared making the change? In order to take back the power and heal this global issue, we must first recognize where lack of safety has been driving us. Where has this concept been driving your choices in life? How does it influence your now? Try saying, I feel unsafe. Look at yourself in the mirror. Say it out loud. Look into your eyes. Say, I feel unsafe. What do you sense about your energy and feelings as you make this statement? Once you speak the truth, you can stop living in denial. Then you can get on with the business of finding power in your situation. But while you're in denial, you can't even begin to witness the drivers that cause all of your woes. From overspending to overeating, relationship dramas, unhappy kids, loneliness, feeling friendless, feeling disempowered, not trusting your body, worrying about health, sickness, not attracting enough abundance, it all comes down to feeling unsafe. It's the nasty lurker in the dark, corners of our beings. It's time to grab a hold of this shadow and get to know it. Only then will it no longer have power over you. You'll be able to stop it from driving your subconscious mad. Imagine how much energy and life force this will free up to not have this undercurrent absorbing so much of your life force. Remember, we live in a duality-based world. So yes, there is loads of non-safety, but there is also an abundance of stuff we can feel safe in. If we come home to these truths, the manipulation we've been part of, more of the mass grand delusion of humanity, will no longer have any control over us. We are liberated to be then as beings really experiencing true safety. It is true that we are vulnerable in physical form. Our bodies do presently have an expiry date, but we are also divine and we are invincible in our soul. We cannot be snuffed out by mere expiration from this form. There is so much more than this. I love that movie, What Dreams May Come as it's a real depiction of what an afterlife may be like in the way it infers it is of our own creation. 
If you haven't seen it, watch it. Then imagine how you would like to concoct your afterlife. Mine is full of rainbows. There is no need to feel unsafe in death. It is just the beginning of another journey. How do we actually feel safe in a world that is fundamentally unsafe? One answer to this question lies in faith. When I talk about faith, I'm not talking about a particular religion. In this context, faith simply means a belief in some method to the madness. Do you believe that there's some kind of wisdom that connects all events and experiences in your life? If so, here are some ideas of faith that may assist you. Remember the life principle? Well, its nature is to grow life. If you are growing life in your life, you have no reason to be extinguished. I often think about this in terms of global transitions. Would people who are in alignment with the life principle be unaffected by natural disasters? Does nature selectively weed out those who are out of alignment and remove these cancers from her own body? I have witnessed that she does. Think about the natural disasters of late. Japan is one example. A country founded on the most dangerous kind of power imaginable. Their reactor is still spewing radioactive waste into the ocean. This country keeps getting hit with natural disasters. If I was Mother Earth, I wouldn't want that destructive power operating on my body. We have a state here in Australia called Queensland, and in the last 10 years, some of the political views became very affected by a political party that is outrageously racist. Queensland has been getting hit with disaster after disaster. New Orleans, the world's epicenter of ego-based voodoo hoodoo that causes harm to life, has been decimated. Recently, Los Angeles and in particular areas of great materialism within it are getting burnt out with extreme bushfires. These disasters are terrible for the people experiencing them, it seems. But I wonder, does nature have a plan to awaken those who need awakening in their experience of them? If you have immense abundance and you realize safety doesn't come from that, would you seek another way? I wonder if Mother Nature thinks so. Her disasters could reground us to reconsider what makes us feel safe. They could reorient us to consider how to respect life, live life, honor life more. Only then could we coexist with her. Have you noticed that these disasters bring people together where true compassion and love abounds? Have you watched people reorient themselves to what is really important in life when these experiences shape us? It doesn't make them feel any less devastating for those experiencing the challenges, but in the long run, something wondrous arises from this awareness. I have faith that nature is selective and instructive. When I was camping at the top of the mountain, our incredible teepee tent made it through east coast lows smashing into the coast and challenging it with 110 km an hour winds. Amazingly, the tent stayed up, but it was interesting and intense being in there experiencing that energy. After being taught how to influence the weather through understanding its energy and learning all I needed to, my husband and I were nearly killed by lightning. It struck 10 meters away from us and a place where I was standing 30 seconds earlier. While the EMF was particularly interesting for us both energetically, needless to say, we moved down the mountain after that. Within a month of moving, the biggest storm came down the coast. It was bowing the wall of our new workshop room shed that we were temporary, temporarily staying in. If we were in that tent, we would have been seriously damaged. 
We must listen to what the life principle tells us. If we do, we can have faith it will care for us. I don't believe that nature will let all of humanity die. It is her job, after all, to preserve all life. I do think we will see a mass extinction of those who are harming the planet, reframing making life to be the primary objective. This will be tough for those who do not align with the life principle that must come into effect for her to survive. It is a matter of self-preservation for Mother Earth. But with this knowledge, you can get in alignment with this objective now and help others too also, and you and yours will continue gracefully and in safety. A good way to do this is to consider each choice. Will it bring life to the next seven generations after you? If so, then you are assisting life. There is no need to fear nature. She teaches us with each experience, but ultimately these teachings bring us closer to wonder, wholeness and bliss. Are you attuned to Mother Nature? Do you give thanks to her every day for your water, air, food, shelter? When you feel connected with nature, you will know you can trust her, have faith in her and be loved by her. Babies come into the world totally safe. Though doctors try and mess this up, a baby can't be tarnished. They come with such openness, such faith. They can teach us so much about trust and love. With their basic needs met, a baby shares love. They can teach us how to be safe. Consider the fact that you were once a baby. Intrinsically, you know how to feel safe. It's in your body as memory. If you do not believe in a power outside of yourself, have faith your cells know how to feel safe. The life principle animates them and they still have its instruction. Safety is your most natural state of being. When you strip away all of the dogma and man-made fear tactics and energy, you are safe in your body, in your being. No one can take this safety from you. No matter what the experiences of your life or how bad your story is, you are safe inside you, the beautiful spirit you are that animates the body you inhabit. Having this journey is always safe and completely untarnishable. Tune into yourselves, into this essence of self residing within. Feel its power. It cannot be broken or end. If you do believe in some higher power or higher self, this instruction can be your safety. My experiences of the divine have taught me that it matters not what we call it or how we frame it within our understanding. The universe is love itself and we are all loved by it as children of the universe. Perhaps you believe in an afterlife. Perhaps you know this existence is not all there is. If your life ends here, it returns elsewhere. This place of oneness and bliss is so safe. It is as bright as the light of the sun. There is no duality there. Just like a baby comes with no fear until it learns it here, this space of oneness is so safe for you always. If you remember this while being on earth, you will experience a great sense of safety. While there is always danger on the monopoly board of life and you will land on the taxes or go to jail or have to pay some big bill at some point, remember, you are not the player. You are the one playing. There is a greater game going on. As a divine being, you are impenetrable, potent and unbreakable. You are the radiance of the life force animated into a single personality for a time to experience individuality but you are always part of the one no matter how separate you feel 
In this belonging you are always safe and can never be weakened. The life principle also teaches us about change. Change can be your faith. Life will change and grow and move and it will not stay the same. You can have faith in that. This one has always helped me move through life with great courage. Don't avoid change or be afraid of it. Accept it as adventure. Nothing will stay the same. Isn't that great? Stop expecting things to be the same and find safety in the changeability of life. See it as part of the adventure. Apart from being really boring, not changing stifles life force. You want to expect change, invite change, love change. Know that change is the only predetermined thing you should expect. When you frame it like this, change doesn't bother you. You still feel in control. You still feel safe no matter what changes. Your faith that you are strong enough to deal with life is also a place of remembering you are starborn. Remember the vast energy you are. You come from a lineage of an exploding star. This star created all life on earth. Before this, you belong to the creation energy that made our entire universe. You are that ancient and powerful. You've existed in one form or another for billions of years. How could this version of you ever be unsafe? You're as omnipresent as divinity itself. Remembering your heritage and true nature allows you to overcome the humanness of feeling scared and unsafe. A few months back I was looking at all the trauma my dear little son went through in his first weeks of life and having a brief moment thinking about how sad it was that he was so broken already. In my years of helping I've noticed that all parents worry about their kids being broken a lot. They're concerned for how they influence their kids and how they could do a better job. When I looked into my son's soul, he reminded me to snap out of this thinking that we are both stars. He reminded me that it is impossible to be broken unless that is the story we choose to tell ourselves. Even your body is shaped like a star to remind you of where you came from. So remember, you cannot be broken and you cannot break anyone else, especially your kids, for they too are star-born. The truth is, you cannot be broken. You are not broken. You are part of an energy that is an epic force. It cannot be broken. You are involved in a momentary speck of your vast soul experience, the length of which is probably incomprehensible to you. You are an ancient being who is experiencing this life of change. This change is an adventure, one through which you are always guided by this greater energy. You are not alone. You are important. Your existence has greater purpose. Your body is the powerful vehicle through which you are experiencing this journey. Sometimes the journey has moments of discomfort, but these are also moments to learn and grow towards something more beautiful. You are never being punished. You are always in flow with your divine. You can never be unsafe. I want you to think about how these concepts apply to your life practically. Here are some examples of ways this thinking has changed my experience over the years. I'll share particular examples that I've also seen affect other lightworkers who work with this safety concept too. Perhaps you can relate to some of them in your healing process or recognize they are areas that still need alignment for you. Safety was a big part of my story. Being exposed to massive abuse as a child, I used to control everything to try and feel safe. It took a huge amount of energy to maintain this control and trying to stay in control choked the life out of everything for me. 
Everything was so regimented. I couldn't handle the unexpected and this would create massive anxiety for me. Since realizing I am safe, I've been able to let go and surrender to life's flow without being afraid of it. I don't need to control or anticipate every outcome. I don't pre-plan every moment in my head anymore. I love surprises now. I love to respond from my state in the moment. I feel fresh and light and free and I have way more energy. I used to take huge risks with my safety. I would choose relationships that were damaging to me, risk good foundations I had built for myself financially, throw away years of effort to go out on another whim in my business. I would never finish anything to reap its benefits. Unconsciously, this was to prove to myself I was powerful and safe. I no longer need to do dangerous things, financially, physically, emotionally or mentally, to prove to myself that I am safe. This has allowed me to let go of relationships that do not nourish me. I don't have to be damaged by my experiences to prove my strength. It has also let me accumulate massive abundance in many forms that I'm finally able to hold on to and enjoy. Always wanting to keep people at bay so I was never vulnerable, I used to give more than anyone could ever give. Frequently falling in a heap, I was exhausted and unable to sustain such output. Nowadays, I know that pushing energy out stops energy from coming in. It creates an energetic barrier that stops others' energy from reaching you. I'm not afraid of receiving energy now. I welcome others' energy and know that I can process it without any harm coming to myself. I enjoy the diversity of experiencing others' energy and thoughts without ever feeling unsafe in others' company. I also know that to receive others' energy does not mean I have to invite it into me or make it mine. I can witness it without being affected by it, if I so choose. As a tele-empath, this was one that was really important to learn to feel safe in the world with others. When I was younger, I dealt with a debilitating injury by relying on modern medicine, whose only answer was to give me pharmaceuticals to numb the pain which was damaging my other organs. Since realizing my body is indestructible, I have mastered a life without pain medication, self-healed my injury and no longer experience any pain or symptoms. Even with a diagnosis that I would have to spend the last six months of any pregnancy in bed, I joyfully walked two kilometers the day before I gave birth. My body and I are finally friends and I love, trust and feel so safe in my powerful body. I know all illness is surmountable. It is always just the body trying to tell you something and there is no need to feel unsafe about having this conversation with your body. I used to feel very socially anxious. Being open to the thoughts and feelings from everyone else because of the hypervigilance control creates, I imagined people's negative perceptions of me and filtered the judgment I had for myself. This resulted in false perceptions that shut down my ability to be with people. It felt too unsafe. They always felt harmful. It felt to me that they were judging me. Recognizing this unsafety and healing my own self-judgment, I have come into the truth Realizing that we are all one, all feeling as unsafe as each other in this form. This has helped me to bond and make beautiful, long-lasting, healthy friendships with incredible people. Despite having previous issues with parental attachment, causing me to feel like I didn't belong in the world, I now have a deep sense of attachment to the world, to its people, to my body, to my family. 
I've even successfully created tremendous attachment with my son despite never having learned this as a child myself. I'm in the world and loving it. I no longer want to exit early, although this was a major story I told myself 25 years ago. I have found tremendous safety in my ability to parent myself very well. The world feels beautiful and I love being here now. Each day is delicious. My beautiful sensitivity enhances my experience of life. I'm sharing these examples because they are the ones most people drawn to my classes experience, particularly the last one. Our generation did not get attached properly. The parenting teachings of the last two generations have disconnected people from their bodies and other people in sad ways. If you felt unable to be in the world and be part of it, consider this part of your healing process to find safety in the world. Learn about parental attachment. It has a huge impact on safety and self-worth. Although I used to dye my hair and hide my body, now I love my body. I love how it is changing. I love my shape. I love the grey hairs and the little wrinkles emerging to show my experience and wisdom in life. I accept all the ways in which I change. I let my life force move me where it wants to. I have no interest in the world's ideals. I feel completely at home and safe within myself, exactly as I am. I'm not attached to what was. The past was a moment in a journey of moments. I can't go back to those moments, nor do I want to. There is nothing safer than this moment, for in this moment there is such richness. I can never be more filled and whole than in this moment. I'll always feel as excited by the future because then it will be this moment. Feeling safe lets you rest completely in the moment without needing to be anywhere else. You can stop all that future thinking or endless reliving of your past. I used to be scared of flying in planes. I didn't realize I was hearing everyone else's thoughts. Now I do not fear death. I don't hear that level of energy anymore. I find takeoff and landing exhilarating. Being up in the clouds feels so close to source and divine. I used to be afraid to sit in nature. After eight years in the mountains, I lived on the earth for two years with no boundaries between us. Before, I had spiders stalking me. I even attracted one as big as my head coming out of the toaster at me and would have a panic attack whenever they were in the room with me. Now I free them as old friends whenever they lose their way and enter my space. I was terrified of change and it caused me great anxiety. Now I embrace it with great excitement and delight. It is the best part of my adventure. I see the most difficult and challenging learning moments of my life as sacred rituals where I'm invited to more deeply embrace change and find safety within. Giving birth was like this, as it should be for all women. These moments are simply tests of my faith. Ones I will meet, embrace and delight in myself as I pass. It is a continuing process of deepening. Each day I feel safer. The experiences are only to return me to my true nature. I am safe, as are you. Your task is only to return to your true nature. I want to help you to return to your true nature. In truth, you are absolutely safe. The apparent pitfalls of this world are just momentary experiences on a much grander plan. They're so insignificant no matter how big they feel. We need to see them in their true perspective. Then we can look at our life macrocosmically 
and realize the real truth that drives our reality. There is immense freedom in this. You have such an abundance of life force awaiting you if you can release any attachments to unsafety you hold. Identify where you are stuck in non-safety. If you're a silver or gold stream student, please give these examples in your feedback for the month and I'll help you develop strategies to move through them. We can also work on them in a soul coaching session. Realizing we are safe is the key to a more relaxed life, a real life, one we are present in, one we show up for. It allows us to have a real relationship, to set our life at a pace where we are not running from one thing to the next to avoid. We can meet the challenges of our life and grow beyond them. We can remember who we really are. This is the true spiritual quest of enlightenment. We are truly safe when we feel safe because we get what we attract. We are the quantum physicist. We superposition our reality. Life is always what we expect it to be. If we do this consciously, life is full of safety, especially if we superposition states and enjoy in our chemical relationship with the life principle in our higher consciousness, rather than trying to force every outcome to a specific point. Simply put, focus on why you are safe, then you will feel safe. You will then attract evidence in your outer world that proves your hypothesis to you. Once you begin to resonate at this frequency, you will also find yourself tuned in immediately to anything that is not of this frequency. It will flash up on your intuition radar with neon lights trying to get your attention. If you are then truly unsafe for any reason, you will not be able to ignore the intuition you sense. The rest of the time, when no neon lights are flashing away or sirens going off in your head, you can just relax and be and enjoy. Safety doesn't come from changing the world, the world out there. Safety is an internal state. Safety comes from understanding why the world is changing. Knowing that consciousness has a plan, that there is no mystery to the mystery. As we stop looking for answers to the mundane and spiraling into stress about these unimportant things, we look out at the grander vista to understand the larger process at work. This gives us reassurance, knowing and wisdom that inevitably helps us to understand and feel safe. This is the outcome of the process I'm inviting you to embark upon. You can start by asking yourself the following questions. Why are you safe? How can you trust the world is safe? What blueprint or map can you rely upon for your safety? Is it your divine self you know can help keep you safe? Do you believe in another divine framework that you know looks out for you? Can you trust the knowing in your body? Can you reframe change as safe? Can you see how powerful you are and that you are always safe because of this? Can you trust in the journey itself? Can you trust your intuition knowing you are a member of all that is and in direct communication with it always? Do you trust that warnings from this oneness will always alert you to challenges you need to understand? Can you trust the mighty mother of us all, Mother Nature, to love you as you would love and care for your own children? Can you trust that the world is in the middle of a process of healing right now and just like your own healing processes, sometimes there is a dark night of the soul, a crisis point that once passed through will bring us to a new level of peace and harmony, 
so we can live in a far greater and more beautiful existence than ever before. Can you trust that the world will go on and that if you would like to be a part of the way it works, you are welcome. Here's how you can grow during the month. In week one, you might like to try looking for unsafety. Observe the world around you. Notice how many ways you are fed unsafety in your day-to-day -day experiences. Really see where it comes at you. Notice the news, what people say, any fear-based thoughts, statements, conversations or experiences. See how people around you feel unsafe. Observe and watch them. Simply notice the environment of unsafety around you. Then in week two, notice how unsafety actually influences you. Are you impacted by some of the experiences you encounter in your environment? How do you feel when you tune into the news? Do you feel anxiety or stress? And if so, what is causing these states? How are they linked to unsafety? Notice your triggers. See where you feel most unsafe. Consider the state of the world. Think about some of the bigger concepts spoken about at the beginning of the module. Do you feel unsafe about any of these big life issues of the moment? Really get in touch with all aspects of how unsafety affects you. In week three, try on some of the ideas for thinking more macrocosmically. Develop a mental map of thoroughly well thought through reasons why you are safe. If you reach places where you cannot feel this safety, seek help to reframe this or sit with the question and see what the universe shows you about this concept over the next day. Whenever you encounter these states of unsafety in the future, these maps will be your go-to mental mantras so you can remind yourself you are safe. So they need to be very powerful and really make sense to you. Once you figure them out, try them on. Whenever you encounter something that would ordinarily make you feel unsafe, try reminding yourself of your mental map. See how quickly it can recenter you in safety and notice how that feels. Does it free up more life force energy for you to enjoy? Can beliefs really be so powerful? Can they change things so we see tangible physical change? I want to share with you a final story that my husband was happy for me to share with you that illustrates the profound power of safety. As usual, the universe shows up with lots of examples in my life for classes when I teach them. So here is a powerfully clear one. For his whole life, he's had something called vasovagal syncope. It's a nervous system response to having a needle enter his skin, like in a blood test. When this happens, he has a seizure. His eyes roll back in his head and he fully loses consciousness for about a minute. He usually defecates or wets himself and comes back into consciousness about a minute later, shaky, sweaty, and very rattled for the next few hours. It is frightening to watch and terrifying for him going through the experience. He has absolutely no control and it is very frightening for him. This reaction also causes his soul to leave his body momentarily. It's a severe reaction. When he was a child, they studied him at a prominent hospital in Sydney and trying multiple placebos concluded it is the needle entering his skin that causes the problem, that it was a biological response and that there was no chemical or psychological reason for this, purely physical reaction by his sensitive nervous system. He was told there was nothing he could do about it and that it would happen every single time he has a needle. His mother even had letters from these doctors stating that other doctors must not give him needles without being very careful for this severe reaction. 
The fear around it has been drummed in well and good his whole life since he was five years old. And as a result, my 40-year-old husband has actively avoided needles for anything. But every time he's had to have them, the reaction has happened. However, when this Bell's palsy happened, I insisted that it was time to get some blood tests just to make sure nothing else was going on. So my very brave husband agreed. We planned for the worst, we took spare clothes, arranged a test at a time no one else would be there, where he had time to recover afterwards. We had the doctor inform the nurse during the blood test what would most likely happen. He planned to go to the bathroom beforehand. He planned for all he could control and tried not to think about it in the days leading up. A little while before the tests, I had a vision. I saw that this was actually caused because someone took the power away from my husband when he was younger. They made him think this was not within his control. He had felt so unsafe with it and they had exacerbated his condition by reaffirming this with their explorations, concluding it was a biological mechanism through which he would never have any control. In the vision, I was reminded just how powerful my husband is. He's one of the most vast and omnipresent embodied beings I have ever known. Like you, he has a truly impressive spirit within. That morning, I reminded him of that fact. I said to him simply, to not forget that he is more than just his body, that a powerful being that exists beyond just this physical human form resides within. I reminded him that I know his power and he should remember how powerful he is during the test as it was insignificant compared to the vast spirit within him. He's a very highly attuned empath and I was also shown a breathing technique that could help him momentarily disconnect from the sensitivity of his nervous system, which I shared and he did during the test. On the way to the clinic, he banged his eye really hard. I believe this was the wisdom consciousness inside him, giving him a further distraction to help him get out of those old belief patterns of being a victim to this circumstance. Simply, his eye hurting distracted him from thinking too much. I love the mystery unfolding. To his surprise and my great joy, he didn't have the reaction for the first time in his life. I watched my husband walk out of that clinic so pleased with himself and it was the most beautiful moment. He was absolutely radiant. He'd beaten a 35-year-old truth of non-safety and one with loads of life evidence. It could not be beaten. He realized that because he was powerful, he was absolutely safe and he was. Remember, no matter what you meet, you are a powerful being. You are safe now and always.